Hi, I'm Josh and welcome to the Wild Nature Photography Podcast, the podcast that talks the art and craft of nature photography. It's the 21st of July 2021 and this is podcast number 11. Now on this episode we're going to be doing a little bit of an update and I might even have a little bit of a rant actually. I struggled a little bit with uh, titling of this podcast. There's quite a bit I want to talk about and get through and I also want to do a bit of an update for those who are living outside of Australia just on what the situation is here in our country at the moment with COVID and travel because most people are probably not aware of what's going on. So I think that's where we'll kick things off today is just with an update on COVID in Australia and what travel is possible here in Australia at the moment. So the current situation here is that by world standards, uh, as of today, we actually have very few COVID cases uh, across the country. We do have some COVID of the Delta strain in a number of states at the moment, and a number of the different states are in various stages of lockdown. But the cases that we have are sub 100 per state. So in the state where I live, I think we've only got uh, less than, I think, 15 cases today of COVID. So it's a very small amount uh, by world standards. So we're doing quite well here. The only bad thing about it really is that it is the Delta strain, which is the highly infectious version. So uh, that's hence the lockdown here and and, uh, the strong measures that are in place so that um, we can try and get it under control. Well, it is under control, but just eradicate it completely. Australia has been, um, I guess, one of the lucky places to be during this whole pandemic because we've just had so few COVID cases here by world standards. So that's that's sort of the situation here with uh, with COVID at the moment. Um, personally, I've had both doses of the Pfizer vaccine now, so I'm fully vaccinated, but uh, still wearing a mask every time I leave the house. That's part of the rules here in, in the state of Victoria where I live at the moment. It's masks whether you're outdoors or indoors. And look, as far as I'm concerned, that's that's uh, that's a fine thing to have to comply with and as long as we can keep COVID under control. The real issue uh, here in Australia relates to COVID, but is really a result of travel. And it's got to do with both incoming and outgoing travel from from the country. The situation is that our government has completely locked down the country. It is impossible to leave the country at the moment, even if you're an Australian citizen like myself, uh, except on three specific grounds. The first one of which, of course, is one for the politicians, which is you can leave on grounds of being in the national interest. Uh, that certainly doesn't apply for photography, unfortunately. Uh, the second one is you can leave on compassionate grounds. So if you have uh, some sort of reason to uh, urgently visit a relative overseas, you can apply for permission to leave the country on compassionate grounds. And the third one is business. So if you have legitimate business overseas, you can also apply for a travel permit to leave the country. And that's what I've had to do. I've had to go through the process of, first of all, applying to have my business approved, um, I've done that. I've submitted all the details for my business to Border Force. My business has been approved to travel overseas. But then what you have to do here in Australia is apply on an individual basis. So that means what individual inside your approved business needs to go overseas and for what sort of business do they need to go for. So in order to do that, I had to submit a huge amount of documentation to Border Force here in Australia, basically to show them that my business legitimately operates overseas and that's how I make a a significant portion of my income. Uh, I needed to provide them with documentation that ranged from tax returns to uh, letters from my account, all sorts of documentation. It was quite the process to have to go through. I even actually had to get interviewed by Border Force. They contacted me by phone and asked me a number of questions about uh, reasons for travel. And um, 
it was quite a process, and I have to say it wasn't a very pleasant process to have to go through either. I didn't enjoy it. Um, it's been a lot of stress to get that permit. I've been told by Border Force that they are actually only issuing a very small number of uh, permits. In fact, from what I can understand, they're only authorised to issue a very small number of permits. So it's very, very difficult to get one of these. But I have got one now, and that's very exciting. And that permit relates specifically to my Wolves and Wolverines workshop this October in Northern Finland. And I am really excited about getting back into Finland. Finland has become, for me, probably the premier destination on earth for wildlife photography. It just has a huge amount to offer. And in the particular area of Finland we're going to be going to for this workshop, which is way up in the north, in fact, we actually spend most of our time in no man's land between Finland and Russia in small private hides. Um, we're a long way from anywhere living in the forest in uh, very nice, comfortable cabins. It's just fantastic. We've got wolverines, we've got wild wolves, we've got bears, there's uh, white-tailed sea eagles, there's all sorts of arctic birds and jays. It, uh, it just goes on and on and on. And much of the wildlife there is quite approachable with hides. In, and uh, from inside the hides, we can, um, we can photograph for many hours. And the fan- at this time of year, the setting is absolutely fantastic. It'll be late autumn early winter when I'm getting there in uh, October. So the autumn colours will be in full bloom. The first snows will hopefully hopefully be beginning to fall as well. So it's just a wonderful time to be in, in Finland. Uh, at the moment, um, Finland has been continuing to ease its travel restrictions. So at the moment, as of I think it's the 26th of July, I'll have to double check that, but I'm pretty sure it was the 26th. Anyone who has been fully immunised with an approved vaccine can actually enter Finland. So all of my clients who are booked onto that workshop will be joining me. Uh, in northern Finland for more than just over a week of uh, photography of wolves and wolverines and hopefully there might even be a few bears around that have not yet gone into hibernation so really excited to be getting back into Finland and I'll do a number of different podcasts on this uh, as Finland becomes as we get closer I want to be able to talk a little bit about uh, preparing for this workshop what equipment I'm going to take with me what sort of clothing uh, how I mentally prepare myself for this sort of workshop, uh, the sort of things that we'll be doing on a daily basis. And I'm going to do also a little bit of a travel journal along the way. I think it's going to be really interesting to see what the state of play is uh, across the country and in the airports as I transition from Australia to Finland in October this year. Uh, it's been a long time now since I've bought, been on an international flight. You know, Normally I do somewhere in the order of 60 to 70 flight segments a year. But in the last 18 months, I've just done a few to uh, Sydney and back uh, here in Australia. I haven't done an international flight since I returned from Greenland in March of 2020. And that certainly feels a long way away. So uh, really excited to get back into Finland, really excited to get back into the forests. Um, I'll be taking... Uh, I'll do a full podcast on equipment actually for this workshop, but I will be taking both my EOS 1DX Mark III's, uh, 600 millimeter lens, probably my 400 as well, um, and a bunch of other uh, equipment and lenses as well. So as I said, I'll probably do a full podcast on that as I get uh, as I get closer. But really, really excited that, that, you know, after 18 months, we're finally starting to come out of the COVID tunnel. Um and I can actually get back to work and um, get back to what I love doing, which is teaching photography in the field to people who are passionate about nature photography. I mean, that's really what it's about for me. It's about sharing time with like-minded individuals in fantastic settings. We, we have great subjects to photograph and sharing knowledge and learning and comparing and talking about our photographs. 
Uh, it's a great communal way to uh, to grow as a photographer. And as I say, super excited. So that's it for Finland and a little bit of an update on the travel restrictions here in Australia. Just to finish up on that, actually, when I come back into Australia at the moment, I will have to do two weeks hotel quarantine. Uh, to be honest, I'm really not looking forward to that. I'm going to spend uh, about a month in Finland, but I may extend that if the hotel quarantine quarantine restrictions are still in place when I get back, because I I really don't fancy the idea of spending two weeks in uh, in a hotel. Um, What I'm hoping will happen here in Australia is that the government will see reason and will put in place measures whereby those of us who have been fully vaccinated can quarantine at home. And that I'm quite happy to do. Uh, it's uh, it's much more pleasant than sitting in a hotel room for two weeks. In fact, I can't think of anything much worse than having to sit in a hotel room for two weeks. That just does not appeal to me at all. So we'll just see how that goes. The main thing is that I've got my flights booked, uh, both return, both to and from Finland. Uh, I, I suspect the return flight will either be cancelled or changed between now and then. So I'm not exactly sure when I'll return, but the plan is early November. Uh, and then to stay in Australia until my Mongolia workshop in December. So that's it for Finland. Uh, a little bit of other workshop news. My 2022 uh, expedition to Ellesmere Island with my friend David Gibbon is now sold out. That's a expedition that we're only taking five participants on. Uh, this is a workshop that, uh, or expedition, it's really not a workshop, it's really a full-on expedition. The purpose of this expedition is actually to try and photograph the white Arctic wolf, and Ellesmere Island in winter is the place to try and do that. Now, as well as the white Arctic wolf, we'll also be looking for Arctic hare, muskox, polar bear, Arctic fox, and probably snowy owl as well. So really excited about that expedition in March next year. As I say, that's sold out now. David and I may offer this uh, this expedition in 2023 as well, uh, if there's enough interest. We'll just have to see how that goes. Ellesmere Island is a very difficult place to get to. It's very expensive to get there, and the cost of running this expedition is, uh, is therefore quite high. So we are really keen, though, to get there in winter. Uh, it's going to be cold. We expect temperatures between about minus 30 and minus 40, perhaps even as low as minus 50 with wind chills. So uh, it's one of those expeditions that's not for the faint of heart, but you know can offer a lot of very rewarding photographs if you're willing to go into that sort of environment. I'll have more to say about Osmere Island as, we, as that rolls in closer, uh, but very, very excited um, about that expedition as well. And as I say, that's sold out too now. So if you are actually interested in, in joining me in Ellesmere Island in the future, just drop me an email uh, and, um, and I'll, just to register your interest, no obligation so that you're on the list. Um, a few other points I just want to go over in this podcast. I have been doing a lot of work on uh, noise reduction presets in Adobe Lightroom for the Canon EOS 1DX Mark III, and I've done a very extensive blog post on this on my blog. I'll put a link to that in the show notes so you can go and check it out. But in essence, what I've done is I've spent about three or four days creating what I consider to be optimized noise reduction settings for the full-stop ISO settings in the Canon EOS 1DX Mark III and I've created them as presets so you can just load them into Lightroom and uh, to get optimal results. I've spent you know as I said the better part of three days producing these uh, a lot of time analyzing files at 200%, 400%, even 800% magnification and setting each one of the sliders as best as I can to really tweak these results. Part of the reason I wanted to do this was I just wanted to have them for myself so that 
you know, when I'm in the field, I don't need to do this on a per file basis. I can, I can just apply a preset and I know it's optimal. So if you want to check that out, if you're shooting an EOS 1DX Mark III, you can check out that, uh, that information on my blog. In fact, even if you're not shooting a Canon EOS 1DX Mark III, the information that's there in that post is still highly relevant. Uh, and may help you with setting the noise sliders uh, with your camera. And I've actually done a follow-up post to this as well on sharpening presets and how to set the sharpening sliders optimally in Lightroom. Specifically, the um, the radius. The radius is one of the most misunderstood along with the detail slider. So I've put quite a bit of information up in um, on my blog about that, how to set the sliders optimally for optimal capture sharpening. And I've talked a little bit about why sharpening presets are not a good idea well or rather they're not optimal Uh, you can get better results by tweaking the sliders manually so that might be worth checking out as well I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well Uh, if you want to check that out you can go and have a read of of both of those posts I won't do uh, full podcasts on them uh, probably I'll probably just leave them as written because it's good to see the examples uh, that I've put up particularly for the second post about sharpening I think it's one of those things it's it's just better done red than uh, red too um, and I think just to finish up today uh, on this podcast the last thing I just want to talk about was I've just had a photograph that has made the semi-finals in the head-on landscape awards here in uh, Australia this is the first time I have entered these awards I have really uh, curtailed myself on entering digital photography awards of late but for some reason this one appealed to me I liked the uh, cut of their jib and, and decided to enter just one photograph actually and that particular photograph has made the semi-finals so I'm quite excited about that that will be that will be shown in November of this year at the festival and I'll have more to say about that when details are released that festival hopefully will be an in-person event uh, if not, if COVID restrictions are still in place, then it will be virtual and will be screened as a digital slideshow. But I think it would be much better if we, we get to see that in person. And hopefully I'll be here for that as well. Um, I may well be back from Finland by then. So we'll wrap it up there for today. Uh, that's quite a bit that we've gone over. As I say, uh, very excited about Finland, very excited about getting back to international travel this October, really hoping that all comes through. Uh, you never know, of course, things can change last minute. Restrictions are coming and going all the time, but hopefully everything goes according to plan and I'll be getting on a plane on the 5th of October, making my way to Finland and spending about a month up there in the north of uh, the country in no man's land uh, on the border with Russia, photographing wolves. Uh, and I will certainly be doing podcasts from the field should I make it up there. So that's it for today. I'm Josh. It has been the, what is it today? It's the 21st of July, 2021, and I look forward to seeing you out in the field.